Welcome to the Public Sector Marketing Show, a podcast for government and public sector marketing professionals who want to level up their digital marketing and social media knowledge, skills, and strategic thinking. And now, welcome your host, Joanne Sweeney. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Public Sector Marketing Show. In this episode, I'm dedicating it to the 2021 Public Sector Digital Marketing Summit. It's back this year and it's going online for the very first time. Let me ask you a question. Would you consider yourself social media and digital savvy or do you feel that you're a little bit behind in the digital age? Well, coming up in the show, I'm going to tell you how you can bridge your knowledge and skills gaps. I also take you behind the Public Sector Digital Marketing Summit and take you to the stage. We hear from public sector marketing pros from across the world from previous summits and they share their insights and their actionable takeaways. Would you like to speak at this year's event? Stay tuned and I'll tell you how. Also, get the best tickets. So the 2021 Public Sector Digital Marketing Summit, it's the event specifically for you. We don't talk about sales. We don't talk about commerce. We don't talk about business. We talk about digital marketing and social media for trust, transparency, and public engagement. In today's column, I want to share with you how you can achieve the or, or, or effect online from a government and public sector perspective. So what does that mean? Well, what it means is how you can get relevance, real-time engagement, reach, and manage your online reputation. You see, these four ORs is a method that I use in my training and also in my consulting because I know instinctively what matters to government and public sector agencies. And it really is about that trust factor and ensuring that the public believe in what you're saying, but more than that, understand why you're taking specific decisions. So as part of the 2020 Public Sector Digital Marketing Summit, I have designed a program on day two that is going to focus on how you can achieve this effect online. So the first workshop that we're going to host is Mastering Facebook Organic Reach. Facebook has been a testy and a trying platform for quite a long time now, as people describe it as a pay-to-play platform. But really, there are ways where you can still get that native organic reach. We're also going to go do a deep dive into Instagram and Reels, IGTV, and also guides, some new features that were added in the past six months. From a Twitter perspective, how to disrupt disinformation on Twitter. Twitter is growing. It's been experiencing some positive growth in the recent quarter, but still it is a platform where the spread of disinformation is a big problem. So in the masterclass at the summit, you can perhaps book yourself in to how to disrupt disinformation on Twitter. Then in terms of LinkedIn, another phenomenal platform, a really great social network for staff advocacy. And we'll be leaning into that in that workshop. TikTok has got a lot of conversation, but you're not really sure if you should be using it or indeed if you think that you should, how you should be using it. So we have a workshop on how to master the TikTok effect. YouTube is the world's biggest social network. It's also the world's second largest search engine. So when it comes to YouTube, 
how can we lean into that video platform and use it for search engine optimization and also for niche content. Websites are also important. They haven't gone away. They're not out of date. Websites are not dead. They are alive and well. Search is really important because when somebody goes to your website and to a particular landing page, they are expressing intent. So they have an intention to find out more and to be informed. So we'll be doing a workshop on how to design a highly converting landing page. Also coming up as a workshop at the 2021 Public Sector Digital Marketing Summit are how to design successful email marketing campaigns. If you know my government and public sector funnel, you know that email marketing sits right at the bottom and really important. We're also going to be looking at Facebook ads and how that has evolved over the past year or 18 months and how you can navigate Facebook ads manager and run successful campaigns. We're also going to deep dive into stories. Stories were born in Snapchat. They then went to Instagram and now they're everywhere. There's even stories on YouTube and Spotify. So how can you perfect stories and get more organic reach? It wouldn't be a summit without talking about video and live streaming. So we're going to have a masterclass on how to create and host your own live streams and maybe creating episodic content. We're also going to look at digital transformation. It's a topic that I've spoken about here on the Public Sector Digital Marketing Show quite a few times. And so what is digital transformation from a communications perspective within government and public sector? We'll have a workshop on how you can build out your roadmap. And then finally, podcasting with purpose and building an influential audience. We know that speech and audio content is growing. And so we're going to be hosting a workshop on podcasting. So if these topics interest you and they whet your digital appetite and you'd like to bridge your skills gap in these areas, then make sure that you check out our summit. It's happening over two days on the 22nd and the 23rd of September online. Level up your digital skills by taking our diploma in digital marketing, plus gain an industry qualification. Use the code DIGITALMARKETING20 for a 20% discount. Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com. In today's show, I'm sharing some of the insights from the Public Sector Digital Marketing Summit over the last number of years. I've been very fortunate to attract some amazing speakers from government and public sector in Ireland and beyond who have come to share with their peers how they are using websites, social networks, email marketing, social and live video, and how they're analyzing data to great effect. So here's a flavor of what you can expect from the 2021 Public Sector Digital Marketing Summit.
as Joanne alluded to, Metrolink is the largest tram network in Europe. It serves 45 million passengers every year. It's got 120 trams, eight lines. It's enormous. When I first joined Transport for Greater Manchester, my job was the top-level strategic stuff. Where are we going in five years? What teams do we need? What systems do we need? What budgets do we need? The first thing I had to do is sort out this Twitter account. It was becoming a serious, serious problem for our reputation. It was being run by an independent operator. The team were committed, they were doing the best, but they just didn't have the training. They'd been overwhelmed and it was in the papers week in, week out as a poor example. But if there's one thing I've learned in the last 15 years, it's that social customer service is different. The days of answering from a script are gone. People's expectations are bigger than that. They're just not happy with a yes or no answer. Go here and find the information for yourself. It's changed the game. Lots of organisations have caught up, they're doing well, but there's lots of us that are still struggling. Because otherwise, if you're not doing measurement, it's like you're doing digital marketing like a pirate with one eye closed, because you don't really know um, any results of what you're doing. So I have a bit more elaboration on, uh, on why you should do it, not just the pirate thing. Because it actually does help you better work measuring what you're doing. And you can, through measure, measuring, continuously improve your work and either reach your goals faster or reach higher goals in the long term. And um, a lot of my clients, especially those from more traditional media roles, they're always a bit hesitant about measurement because they're like, yeah, all this transparency, it's also annoying because then all of a sudden I need to really justify what I do and like I have a comfortable life without measuring all the things. And then I take a deep, like, angry look at them and I'm like, really? Don't. Like, there's, you could do so much better and so much more if you actually did this. But there's also a little bit of a mindset shift that needs to happen. And a while ago, I actually inter uh, interviewed a really bright young man for an internship position. And then I also hired him because of what he said in that interview. And he said, with every euro that you spend on marketing, you can either reach your goals or you can learn something. It's only when nothing of the two things happen that you have a problem. So I think the mindset shift that needs to happen is going from we can go, either our campaigns we can win or we can fail, but actually we can win or we can learn. And that is what we have to embrace and also what we have to communicate to the stakeholders when we report on our campaigns. Like if you don't reach your goals, find out what went wrong and do better next time and use these insights. We do live in a very, very exciting age for digi with digital communications where um, nobody has figured it out. So if we bring learnings to the table, that's still very valuable. You just need to make sure that you dig into the data that you have and find out those learnings afterwards if you haven't reached your goals. But there's no, no reason to be afraid of the transparency that might come from using measurement. Two amazing things happen when you start creating video content. One, it becomes less scary because you're doing it. The fear drops. And two, the quality of those videos get better because you're better at producing them and you're better at being on camera. So it's a win-win. Now moving on to challenge two. Challenge two, the strategic and technical know-how for how the heck do we do this. So let's start with the top level strategy, okay? So looking at a traditional kind of content strategy, this model is a very simplified way of representing the journey a member of the public goes on from not knowing who the heck you are 
to becoming aware of who you are, trusting you, and taking the action that you want them to take. And at each of these stages through that journey, we need to be producing content that holds that member of the public's hand and guides them through this journey. Okay? And to give you a bit more context around how we look at this model and how it works, we always start by looking at who. Who do we want to reach? You know, you could be the NHS and have a huge scope for who you want to reach, but think about the specific campaign you're trying to run or the specific video you're trying to create. Could it be focused towards pregnant women or elderly ladies or whatever? Think about that who first of all, because that will be the guiding principle for everything you do after. At the awareness stage, this is where we really need to be focused on, focusing on educating, entertaining and inspiring our audience. We don't want to suddenly reach out to the public and say, get your vaccines now, without building awareness and trust. So this is where we can educate, entertain and inspire. And I've got some great examples from the British Army, how they're using this in a second. At that second trust-building stage, once the public are aware of who we are, we need to build trust, right? We need to build trust before anyone will take action and listen to us. And what we really need to do is put ourselves in the shoes of that member of public. What do they need to see to trust what we're saying, to trust us? And I love the, the vaccines example at the start. So, so thinking of the vaccines, vaccines example, at the awareness stage, we could be producing educational content around why vaccines are important, um, you know, who needs them, all of those kind of educational questions people have. At this trust building stage, we need to think, what does someone need to see to trust that getting a vaccine is worth it? So for example, you could create a video, a piece of video on your smartphone interviewing someone who's had a vaccine with them answering questions. Did it hurt? How much did it cost? Did it cost anything? Who needs the vaccines? Um, what's the process of getting a vaccine? As the public, we need all of these questions answered to build that trust. And there's loads of pieces of video content you can create at that stage. And finally, the call to action. We need to make it easy for people to take action. And I want to share some examples with you now. So this is the first example. This is a lady called Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I think that's how you say it. And she is a congresswoman from the States. And she does an incredible job with her social and uh, video, especially video shot with her mobile phone. She builds a huge amount of trust through creating stories and she, you really get an insight into what she actually cares about and you, you kind of, you're watching her content and you want to cheer her on. So one thing I'd recommend all of you do, an action for everyone, look at what she's doing and learn from it because she is nailing this. Now I want to dive into a more specific example around um, how some, um, uh, an example of someone producing content at each of these stages. And the British Army are doing an incredible, incredible job of this. So here's a breakdown of how the British Army are creating mobile shot video at each of these stages to attract, build trust and get the public to take action. So one example of how they're educating their audience and building awareness is on their Facebook page, they did a live Q&A where they someone from the British Army recruitment answered questions potential members of the public had about joining the army. What's the process? Uh, how long does it take? Do you get paid? You know, all of these questions someone has, they answered it on a live Facebook. And it was great because it was way more authentic 
I hate the buzzword authentic, but it was because it was someone live answering those questions. And it provided that value up front before telling people to join the army. This is probably one of my favorite examples ever in trust building in the public sector. So if you think of someone who's potentially wanting to join the army, what do they need to see to build that trust to think, yeah, this is something I want to do? One of the best things they could do would be to document someone going through that process of joining the army. And they did just that in an incredible Instagram and Snapchat campaign where they gave their account to a new recruit who was going through that process of joining the army. And he, um, he documented that journey through really authentic mobile shot stories. It wasn't highly produced. It wasn't really fancy, but it had such an impact. Recently, the PSNA got accused, the helicopter, the PSNA helicopter was accused of uh, invading the final scene of Games of Thrones. So the, the filming of Game of Thrones, which as you know happens in Belfast and throughout the north, the helicopter allegedly buzzed over the top of uh, the Game of Thrones set. That didn't happen. Uh, we did a bit of research and the helicopter wasn't even in the area that day. Now admittedly, I've never watched Game of Thrones. I'm probably one of the few people in this room, so the... Um, Air support team came and said, look, can we put up a bit of a joke here around this? And they did. And you can see they put a dragon uh, in the screen saying, look, we were nowhere near the Game of Thrones set. Now, some people may find that funny. I didn't get it because I didn't watch Game of Thrones, but I'm, I'm told that that is sort of um, some of the issues that we're dealing with. Also then, obviously, we have to have a bit of a, a structured framework in terms of how we do our campaigns. So the Sobering Woman campaign, which is all social media based, is focusing on kids under the age of 18 to tell them, look, don't drink or be responsible with drink and stay away from drugs. Now, it's not done in a, a nanny state, a authoritarian sort of way. It's telling people the consequences of being involved in a misuse of alcohol. Um, and perhaps some adults should be looking at this as well in terms of how we deal with these issues. But this is uh, rolling out with further education colleges up north where we're linked into the universities as well. We also do um, appeals. So you may see an appeal here um, following a disappearance of a man that was at risk. We'll put that appeal up on Facebook and Twitter and the majority of times we get a very positive response and it actually helps us in the investigation and in many cases recovering the person in question. If we have a spate of burglaries, we'll focus on the local area. We um, are engaging at the moment with a brand new social media platform called Nextdoor. It's in the embryonic stage, but it's how we engage and create social media hubs with people in a local community so they feel comfortable to report crime or report burglaries to us and then we can do things in that local area and target them as well. In my presentation, I want to focus on Snapchat and how I use storytelling to reach a new younger audience and inform the public about EU news. Well, a few years ago, my friends were talking about this new app, which was very popular in Ireland, and it was the first to launch stories or these direct video messages to your friends or to the public following. Uh, which disappeared after 24 hours. This was a feature later copied by Facebook and Instagram, which you see today. And so I decided to download it and give it a go. And the first thing I noticed was the power it gave to the user in order to speak directly to your followers in a very real, raw way in those videos. And secondly, I noticed that people weren't using it to the maximum, to its full potential by storytelling. And I thought it was the perfect app 
for journalists, for personality-driven brands, for personas and celebrities, because it gave your followers such an insight, such a fly-on-the-wall look at your life, and you could give them constant updates on stories as they happened. So working here in an EU institution and having the insights and the information that I do have, I thought it might be useful and interesting to start using Snapchat to reach out to a younger Irish audience and give them updates on EU news and do some explainers on stuff that might be relevant to them. So I started a series of um, very short snap videos. They were 10 seconds each. Um, and I would do a series of those once or twice a week on different subjects and various updates. And I would answer questions as well that I got in response. I also showed people around the EU buildings. I took them to interesting events with me. I snapped behind the scenes and I gave regular updates on EU news and I explained an awful lot about Brexit in the build up to the referendum, which a lot of people were quite responsive to and were looking for more and more information on. I was always careful to um, be clear when I was giving a personal opinion or sharing the position of the political group I worked for, and I tried to give as much factual information as I could. I was really pleasantly surprised by the reaction I got to the Snapchat stories I was doing. At first, a few friends were following, and then, of course, it was recommended um, by other people on Twitter, etc., and so I gained new followers, and eventually I had a following from around the world I had a lot of Americans who were interested in Brexit information in a clear way, for example, um, but from all across the world and particularly in Ireland, of course. So it was really, really beneficial. I was getting mostly positive responses and I tried to answer any questions I could as best I could within 24 hours. Because one of the big questions that I always get from public sector marketing pros is who can we speak to in Facebook and we're, we're different from business, we're different from the corporate section. So that's really good to, to know that you're putting an emphasis on this sector. Let's jump on to Instagram and we have an excellent presentation later from University of Limerick, um, who are very good in Instagram. It seems that people in public office and in government and public sector are embracing Instagram, particularly stories, um, and I did invite the Minister for Health um, to come, Simon Harris, because I always use his Instagram account as a really good example. He did consider it, but um, I'm afraid it clashed with something else. Ida, can you play the, the first uh, video case study and then we'll talk about it? Could, or do you want to? Yeah, I might just tee it up a little bit. Um, so I'm a huge advocate of Instagram stories um, and I've certainly seen a huge evolution and adoption of this particular product and really starting, I'm seeing kind of public sector clients really starting to reap the benefits. The reason why I've brought forward this campaign is, first of all, there's nothing more irritating when you're in a public sector or government environment and the next thing you're showing a Coca-Cola example. So this is something that I came across um, and you know it's a very sensitive topic but I think the delivery is really thought-provoking um, and essentially I don't know if you'll recognize her or if you follow her but this is um, a lady in the UK her name is Chessie King and she always advocates for um, you know really positive kind of body confidence etc um, but what's interesting about this she worked um, with Cyber Smile on this anti-cyber bullying kind of charity campaign is that whilst she kind of does a piece to camera and she talks um, kind of to her audience and her followers and um, in a really positive way, what do you think of my potty? I've, you know, she's proud to kind of share her wiggles and jiggles. 
But while loads of people kind of back her and get behind her, what's interesting is there is a bit of trolling going on and there is negative comments going on in the background. So as every negative or comment starts to come through, she's working with the creative agency behind the scenes, but she starts to digitally alter her figure based on the comments that people are saying. And it gets to the point where it's almost kind of, she's like unrecognizable. And so I just thought this was a brilliant example about, I guess, some of the impact um, that can have based on people kind of feeling like they're behind um, a screen and that there's no consequences, there certainly is. And then at the end of it, there's the option to kind of scroll up um, onto their website and hear more about. Um, and people also like to see other people that they can identify with. So hello influencers, right? And this is one of the hardest things for public sector marketing. I mean, we've heard amazing stories today. We've seen putting children out there, putting case studies, putting people doing testimonials, but not always you can find people that really represent everyone, right? And for us, it's even more difficult just to get them there and from all the 28 countries and how do you do it? And not just logistics, but whoever you can identify with if you come from Spain, does not mean that you will identify with the same person if you, if you come from Ireland, for instance. I'm from Mary Magna College in Limerick, so I'm the Director of Communications and Marketing there. The area of digital marketing is just changing so fast, especially in the education sector. So it's very interesting to look at the case studies and how they're using it and how they're adapting it for their area. So that's what I'm here for so far. Very much so. The case studies are excellent. Recommended yeah. to a friend? Absolutely. And it was actually my colleague who recommended it to me, so because she was here in November and she thoroughly enjoyed it. Limerick, communications officer. Well, I work as part of a team um, promoting the hospital. Um, digital marketing is a core part of what we do, and uh, we know Joanne through the HSC. So we thought, excellent, great opportunity. And can I just ask, so far, you're enjoying the conference? Yeah, really, very much so. Yeah, very good. Um, come from Mary Immaculate College Limerick. I would say Dan Knowlton was a favourite speaker because I suppose he was urging people to get in front of the camera and to not be afraid of video and I think that's an area we have to do more of and encourage our students and staff to do more of. And it's obviously working because he all just jumped straight in. I'm from Meath County Council. Okay, well I was at last year's summit and I'm also doing the digital communications um, diploma. Um, I got a lot out of last year's um, summit and also I'm getting a lot out of the diploma. Um, it's, the summits are a great way of keeping in touch with what's going on uh, with other agencies and um, it's, it's always something very practical that we can take back to the council. The talk with regard to the videos because we're going into video production now as well so um, all of that is really, really helpful. My name is Roland Croft and I'm based at American College Dublin. Um, there was kind of two key bits. I thought the uh, the people-to-people uh, -people kind of uh, vibe from, from Chris, I thought was very, very good. Uh, and also the information on the video tactics, uh, that was very useful as well. Yeah, it's been a great day so far. Yeah, yeah, taking a lot away from it, so it's been useful. So my name's Ipa and I work in the press office in the Department of Health. I think um, well, there were loads of great engaging speakers and a lot to take away but one of the key ones for me was the funnel in Dan Knowlton's uh, talk. 
we talked about video content and how to kind of compartmentalise what you're doing, awareness and reach. So uh, I'll be taking that back and putting it into strategy too. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the rest as well. But um, and also the operation transformation talk um, was brilliant too. So uh, it just goes to show his content was personal, but the way he went about it can really be adopted into public service as well. So yeah, it was great. Perfect. So safe to say you're enjoying the conference so far. Yeah, I always do. I was here last year. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks very much. Fiona Gilligan and I work in communications in Healthy Ireland. Yeah, well, the lady who spoke just before me stole my speaker, Dan Nelson, and I suppose the bit to me that was just really helpful is you got to make bad video before you make good video. So I really think we're, we in Healthy Ireland are going to take the bull by the horns and go out and do that. Yeah, I think it's great. It's great. It's a great mix. Uh, been here again, uh, second year running, and uh, super mix of content. Really enjoyable. Um, I'm Elaine and I'm from the Food Safety Authority of Ireland. Um, yeah, I felt it was very, very good, particularly the live video part, I really enjoyed that. And also the HSC um, part about the Facebook groups, so I thought that was very interesting and useful. You're enjoying the conference anyway? Yes, yeah, having a great day. Okay, well thank you very much. My name is Nicole McDonough and I'm from University College Cork, the UCC Academy. I really enjoyed um, Sergeant David Crane just because it was a very personal story, great storytelling and his use of social media to really engage people in his community was really interesting. Yeah, it's brilliant, really good. Will you come again next year? I think so, yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, thanks very much. Would you like to be on the virtual stage of the Public Sector Digital Marketing Summit this year? Unfortunately, we can't be in person, but we're still going to have a great event. I'm now looking for those of you working in government public sector to provide a, a submission and a case study of how digital communications has been used in your organization to great effect. The criteria simply is, what was your challenge? What was your strategy online? What were the results and what were the takeaways? Because really the Public Sector Digital Marketing Summit is all about sharing best practice and those actionable insights. So if you're interested, make sure that you go to publicsectormarketingpros.com forward slash 2021 summit and you can see the link to submit your case study. Don't be shy. Don't be humble. Let me decide whether there, there's a place for it at the summit. And if you're not successful, we'll guarantee to get your case study on our blog, on the podcast and on the show. A one-stop shop digital marketing and social media resource. Join our membership academy for 12 months. Access a library of how-to videos, template strategies, and organizational policies. Monthly live coaching. Attend webinars with subject matter experts. Meet and network with public sector pros from across the world. Use the code MEMBERSHIP20 for a 20% discount. Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com. Two days out of the office this year virtually will transform your next year so please think about coming to the Public Sector Digital Marketing Summit. It's happening over two days on the 22nd and the 23rd of September. 
the day one main stage will all be about our keynote speakers and our case studies. Day two will all be about the practical workshops that you can take to bridge your knowledge and skills gaps. We're going to have speakers from right across the world. We're going to have attendees from right across the world. There'll be opportunities to network virtually, to speak to our exhibitors, and also to download all of the information. We're using the Whova event app. It was named Best Virtual Event App in 2019. And you'll also get an opportunity to have access to the content, not just over the two days, but for three months after the event ends. There are some great offers on our tickets right now. We've got early bird tickets. We also have the two ticket saver, which has proven to be our most popular ticket over the last number of years. And also if you're booking tickets for 10 or more people, there are additional discounts. And so if you want to increase and improve your knowledge around social media and digital, specifically for government and public sector this year, make sure you log on to publicsectormarketingpros.com forward slash 2021 summit. Any additional questions, you can just drop me an email. As always, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Public Sector Marketing Show. I'll be back next time with episode 15. In the meantime, I'd really love you to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. And of course, don't forget to share the show with a public sector pro that you know. Level up your social media skills by taking our diploma in social media, plus gain an industry qualification. Use the code SOCIALMEDIA20 for a 20% discount. Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Public Sector Marketing Show. This episode has ended, but your digital journey can continue. Head over to publicsectormarketingpros.com to access resources and links mentioned in today's show and to connect with Joanne and her team. Until the next time, be sure to subscribe, rate and review on your favorite podcast platform.